Station in North It's Georgia. 8.30 in time once again for the Bible Broadcast with Evangelist Keith Allison. Well, greetings, friend, and welcome again to the Bible Broadcast. This is Evangelist Keith Allison out of Demarest, Georgia, and I would like to welcome you to this uh, 30 minutes of Bible study and Bible exposition as we open up the Word of God here on the Bible Broadcast once again. It is a real honor for me to be able to come whether you're at home or in your automobile or a place of business, I'm just uh, thankful that we can have this time together to study of the good word of God. And I do count it an honor that you would listen uh, to me for a few moments today. Today's broadcast is sponsored by Keith Allison Ministries. This is a faith-based, listener-supported ministry out of Demarest, Georgia. And we just want to welcome you and thank you for listening. I would invite you to go to my website. It is KeithAllisonMinistries.com. Again, that's KeithAllisonMinistries.com. And on our website, you'll see the books that I have written and how that you can just click on and order those. And then you'll see the radio stations that I am currently on. And then you'll see a short-term schedule for where I'll be preaching over the next few months. And so we would just be honored for you to visit our website. And if there's any way that I can be a help to you, then I certainly want you to give us a call and feel free to reach out to us. You can call, write, text, or even send an email. And at the end of the broadcast, I'll be giving you some contact information. But if you'll just go to my website, you can find most all that you need on that. Again, that's KeithAllisonMinistries.com. And let me say that I trust that you and yours are doing well. I hope that you are involved in a good local church, a good, solid, fundamental Bible-believing church. And I thank God for our churches. I am a local church man. Amen. Uh, I am an independent Baptist. And I'm thankful that God's got people scattered all over the country. And it's my honor as an evangelist to get to go in and preach to different churches and different states. And uh, we've just got friends and church family all over uh, this Southeast United States. And so I'm honored uh, to be on the air and honored that you'd let me come in with you uh, through the radio and share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. All right, I want to deal today, I want to begin probably a series that may take me a little while to deal with, but we are witnessing a lot that's going on in our world today with the uh, conflict there between uh, Russia and Ukraine and others, and then the condition in the Middle East with Israel and the terrorist group Hamas and uh, Iran and uh, the Hezbollah up in in uh, uh, Lebanon and so on and on and on it goes. There is a lot that is going on. And I know that Bible students, that we understand that we are living in the end times. I believe everybody would agree to that that these are the last days and that we are witnessing Bible prophecy being fulfilled every day. 
And so I want to deal with some of these end time events. And I want to begin today by uh, answering this question. Are we in the last days? Are we in the last days? And that's what I want to preach on today. Are we in the last days? And I'll use this simply as an introductory uh, an introductory message that will take us further into the study of prophecy about what is going on in our world today. And so I want to say that technically, according to the word of God, I want to say that we have been in the last days ever since the days of Jesus. Now that may take you as uh, take you by surprise for me to say that, but I do want to say that according to the Bible that we have been uh, in the last days ever since the day of Jesus. Listen to what the writer of the book of Hebrews says in Hebrews chapter number one and verse number one, the beginning. God, who at sundry times and in divers manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, now listen carefully in verse two, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the world. So according to the writer of the book of Hebrews, we have been in the last days since the days of Jesus Christ. And that's been 2,000 years ago. And so if the last days began 2,000 years ago, then truly we must be in the last of the last days. Would not you agree? When Peter was preaching on the day of Pentecost, Peter uh, quoted or either read from the book of uh, from the book of Joel, and uh, this is what Peter said here. Uh, he said, "But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel." And it shall come to pass when in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. Now, we know that the day of Pentecost marked the beginning of the church age with the birth of the church. But I do want to say that everything that Peter quoted or read from the book of Joel did not take place on the day of Pentecost. There was the outpouring of the Spirit of God, but he said in verse 19, And I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood, before that great notable day of the Lord come. So we know that those events did not take place in on the day of Pentecost. But the outpouring of the Spirit of God did. So Peter is saying that the days, the last days, began, amen, even with the outpouring of the Spirit. So we have been in the last days 
since the days of Pentecost. Now, the last days are not to be uh, confused with the day of the Lord. And in Joel 2 and verse number, or Joel 3, rather, Joel, Joel 2 and verse number 20, it speaks about before the great notable day of the Lord. Now, I believe that when you study the word of God, you'll find out that the day of the Lord is the period that is immediately after the rapture or the catching away of the church. We call it the tribulation period, and it goes all the way into the kingdom age. So the time period, the day of the Lord, is the tribulation and also the kingdom age. And a lot of the prophecy that deals with the nation of Israel is prophecies talking about the day of the Lord or those events that will take place during the tribulation and then on through uh, the kingdom age. But I'm just using this to show you that according to the Bible, we have been in the last days ever since the days of Jesus. So we're truly in the ending of these last days. Now, when you look at prophecy, I believe you'll find out that there are three areas that you and I can look at in the world today and see that we are truly in the last days. And these three areas is the world, number one, the church, number two, and Israel, number three. So let's look at the world for just a moment. What does the Bible say about the condition of the world in the last days? And I listen, I do not have to tell you uh, the shape that we are in in America. Uh, you know it. You're, you've got eyes. You've got ears. But listen to what the Bible says. The Bible said in 2 Timothy chapter 3, beginning in verse 1, this know also that in the last days, and he's talking about the ending of this age that we're in, this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. And he said, from such turn away. And neighbor, you can see this is where we're at. For instance, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Without natural affection, that is, the love for one's own children, our parents, our siblings, and on and on we could go. And so we look at the world and we see that there is an increase in wickedness and the degree of wickedness. It's not been too many years ago that same-sex marriage was made legal in the United States, and now we've moved beyond that, and now it is the transgender movement 
where people are altering, trying to alter their gender as to who they are. But neighbor, there's only male and female. I don't care what anybody says. The Bible only says that there are male and female. And those that are in sexual perversions, whether they be homosexuals or lesbians, then they are living in abomination. That's what the Bible says. See, I'm a Christian. I'm a saved individual. I'm born again. I'm a child of God. And therefore, the Bible must be my, my source of my morality. The Word of God must be my source of, of calling white, white, and black, black. So I do not have the option uh, to uh, to have my own opinion. I do not have the option, friend, uh, to decide how it is, but the Bible tells me how it is. Now you may not you may not see the word of God as being that important, but one thing that has always defined Christianity is that the Bible, the word of God, has always stood as the as the standard for our belief and our behavior. And so when we look at the world, we're seeing all of these sins that have never really been a part of society that they're coming on. Jesus said in Matthew 24 and verse number 12, and because iniquity shall abound. The word abound means to increase. Jesus is saying that it's going to get worse. People say, well, it's always been bad. I know it has. But Jesus said it's going to get worse. And he was talking about uh, the end times and, and the society during the end time. He said, iniquity shall abound. The love of many shall wax cold. So when we look at the world and we see all of this sin, we see all of this ungodliness, we see all of this perversion, then it tells us that we are living in the last days. The sins of this apostate society that we are living in are seen in the book of Jude. Uh, there are three signs of a society that is gone in apostasy and turned away from God. And the signs are, in Jude verse 5, unbelief, in verse 6, uh, rebellion against authority. And then in verse 7, unnatural sexual sins. In verse 5, he's talking about Israel's unbelief. In verse 6, he's talking about the angels' rebellion in heaven and being expelled from heaven. And then in verse 7, he's talking about how that Sodom and Gomorrah a friend, they were given over to fornication and strange flesh and are set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. So the three uh, signs or sins of a, a, an apostate society is unbelief, rebellion against authority, and unnatural sexual sins. You tell me, is that not where we're at in America today? Unbelief. Nobody believes anymore. And let's just face it, friend. People are going to church, but they don't believe the Bible. If people believe the Bible, they wouldn't do what they do. If you believe the Bible, you'd have a stricter moral 
accomplice in your life than what you do. If you believe the Bible, you believe that God says that sin is wrong, amen, and that you and I are going to give an account of ourselves to God in, in judgment, in accountability. And so let's just be honest. Folk don't believe the Bible. Oh, but they may go to church, but they don't believe the Scriptures. So we're living, when you look at the world and you see the trends and the fashions and the fads, you see how people dress. You see, dear friend, all of the tattooing, and I still believe that's wrong. You see all the tattooing. You see all the dress. You see all that's going on. You look at entertainment. You look out in the world. Everywhere you look in the world, it's getting worse. It's getting worse. Man is showing how depraved that he really is. And so when we look at the world, we know that we're living in the last days. And then secondly, when we look at the church, we know that we're living in the last days. What do you mean, preacher, when we look at the church? Well, listen to what the Bible said about, about religion, if you please, in the last days. In 1 Timothy chapter number 4 and verse 1, the Bible said, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly when that in the latter times, that's these last days, some shall depart from the faith, and that's apostasy, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. And so when we look at the church today and we see all the trends that are in religion and how that the the church has gotten off the tracks, dear neighbor. And I, I'm telling you, friend, uh, churches that one time adhered to the word of God have departed and left it, and they're choosing the way of the world. You see, homosexuality is a sin. Lesbianism is sin. And I'm going to go right on down the line. A drinking alcoholic beverages is a sin. I'm talking about your wine. I'm talking about your Budweiser. A man, I, a fella told me the other day uh, that he was talking about uh, talking to a man uh, in, in, in actually in the Southern Baptist Convention, and he said one of the biggest problems that they're having in the Southern Baptist uh, movement uh, is, is, uh, is, uh, uh, is, is drinking. In other words, a casual drinking, amen. And, and, and shacking up. I'm telling you, neighbor, people are sitting on church pews living together, living in fornication, committing adultery, and there's nothing wrong with it. And so we're seeing an apostasy, and people do not believe the, uh, the cardinal doctrines of the word of God. And I'm talking about big places and prominent places and prominent preachers. And they've abandoned the King James Bible. And you may say, well, preacher, you're, you're way behind the times and you're an old fogey. That's right. I started preaching in 1975 as an 18-year-old. And I know, dear neighbor, that things have changed. I would have never believed that I'm seeing going on in the churches today at what I'm seeing. But I'm telling you, it doesn't make it right. If, if every church in your county uh, abandons the Bible, it doesn't make what they're doing right. If it's passed legally, it doesn't make it right. If the Supreme Court says it's okay, it doesn't make it right. The Word of God is the basis, the foundation for the standard of our morality, of our belief, and our behavior. 
And this same word of God is telling me that in these last days there would be an apostasy. There would be a departure from the truth. Amen. Paul wrote this in 2 Timothy in chapter number of 4. This is what he said. For the time will come when they will not. He said it's coming and it's here. When they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust, that is after their own desires, shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. You see, people want to live ungodly. They, wanna, they, want, they want the church's standards to be lowered to conform to their standards so they can live in the world as they want to live in the world. But Christianity, true Christianity, will separate you from the world. It'll cause you to want to live right and be right and be godly and be Christ-like. Amen? So we can look at the world and tell that we're in the last days. We can look at the church with all of the apostasy and churches abandoning old-time Christianity, and you can see that we're living in the last days. And all of this departure from truth, all of this compromise for the sake of getting along and for the sake of love, so they say, all of this compromise is leading this economical movement, and the economical movement will be, dear friend, uh, the basis for the one world church uh, after the true church is raptured out of uh, this one world church for in mystery Babylon of Revelation chapter 17, it will be made up of all of the compromisers and the apostates uh, that left fundamental doctrines of the word of God. Amen. And I know some of y'all don't like my preaching and you may have already turned the radio. But I'm telling you, neighbor, I, uh, listen, I'd rather please God than man. And nowhere in my Bible have I found that God's changed his plan. He's not changed his mind. He's not changed his word. And somebody said, well, the Bible changes with the times. I beg your pardon. Psalms 119 and verse 40, uh, 89. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. And our biggest problem is sin. And the biggest problem on compromising is sin. And the biggest problem about apostasy is sin. In other words, uh, people want to be religious, but they want to be worldly at the same time. They want religion, but they also want the world. Uh, they, wanna, they want to, to appease their conscience that they are religious, uh, but they also uh, want to indulge the flesh, and so they compromise in order to do that. But the Bible tells me that if you're saved, you'll crucify the flesh, you'll deny yourself, you'll walk in the Spirit, you'll hate your sin, and you'll seek to live godly and be holy because Jesus is holy. Amen. That's what salvation is. It's salvation from our sins, not in our sins. This concept of taking Jesus where you're at and then continuing on in the same path is not biblical, dear friend. You're not going to go to heaven unless you believe the gospel and repent and that word repent means to change your mind 
about your sin. Amen. My, my. I must have got up on the wrong side of the bed today. No, I'm telling you, neighbor, we're in the last days. You can look at the world. You can look at the church. And then thirdly, let me hasten to say, you can look at the nation of Israel and know that we're living in the last days. And I'm giving this message today as an introductory message uh, to prophecy concerning Israel and all the wars that's going on and all that's going to be happening. And I just want to use this as an introduction to get us into that. So we know that we're living in the last days, number one, when we look at the world and see how, how deplorable and degenerate it has become. And number two, when we look at the church and we see how the church is this Laodicean church of the Laodicean church age, which is the last church age before the rapture of the church, Revelation chapter number three. And so we look at the church, but then thirdly, we can look at the nation of Israel and know that we are living in the last days. Now, in, throughout the Old Testament, there are prophecies. In other words, after Israel went into, when Israel divided, the ten northern tribes were carried into Assyrian captivity in 722. In other words, northern Israel failed. And the two and a half southern tribes that made Jerusalem their capital, they went into Babylonian captivity between 605 and 586 B.C., almost 600 years before Christ. They went into captivity. Well, after that, the Babylonians, uh, the Persians, allowed them to come back. And you have the book of Ezra and Nehemiah, and some of the minor prophets where they're talking about the rebuilding of the city of Jerusalem, the rebuilding of the temple, and the Jews coming back to their land. They came back to their land, but they never had a king again, and they always lived under the hand and the rule of the Gentile kingdoms, amen. And even in Jesus' day, uh, Israel was living under the rule and the threat of the Roman Empire. But you see, a friend, in A.D. 70, their city was destroyed, their temple was destroyed, and then about A.D. 135, uh, the Jews were totally expelled from the land of Israel. But all in the Old Testament, there are prophecies concerning the regathering of the nation of Israel and the rebuilding of their land and them being prosperous when in the last days. And we know that we're living in the last days because in May on May the 14th of 1948, uh, the nation of Israel was reborn. And friend, there was a regathering. It's not the total fulfillment of it, uh, but there has been a regathering of the Jew in their land, a uh, friend, since 1948. And all the prophecies that deal with the nation of Israel concerning the end time, they could not have taken place until Israel was back in her land like she has been since 1948. And much of what we're witnessing today in the Middle East and with Russia, these are, are steps that lead us uh, into these end time wars that will be concentrated in the Middle East. And so you and I today are witnessing, we are witnessing Bible prophecy 
being fulfilled and what's going on with Israel today is another sign that we are in the last days. So you look at the world and you know you're in the last days. You look at the church and you know that you are in the last days. You look at the nation of Israel and you know that you are living in these last days. Amen? And so what we're going to do, and I do not want you to miss any of these upcoming uh, uh, lessons that we're going to be giving on prophecy here. We're going to be looking at Russia and Iran, and we're going to be looking at a northern invasion. We're going to be looking at a coalition of nations out of Europe. We're going to be looking at the middle of the Orient, the East, and their invading armies. We're going to be looking at all of these things. We're going to look at the military invasions into the Middle East as it is prophesied from the Word of God. And so it's not my idea, but I'm going to show you right out of the text. So you do not want to miss it. But we are living in these last days. Look at the world. Look at the church. Look at the nation of Israel. Friend, it's coming. Let me say this. Today's program is sponsored by Keith Allison Ministries. This is a faith-based listener-supported ministry uh, here in Demarest, Georgia. You can go to my website, keithallisonministries.com. My phone number, 706-968-1182. You can write to us at P.O. Box 312, Cornelia, Georgia, 30531. And until next time, this is Evangelist Keith Allison saying, keep looking up, Jesus is coming soon. 97.5 Glory FM is WGTJ Murrayville, Gainesville and W248DL Murrayville, Gainesville.